Hey there, I'm Colin Weston, host of the Mod Golf Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. We just wrapped up season 13, so I'm here to let you know that after five years and more than 150 episodes, we're taking a little bit of time off to develop our 14th season. In the meantime, I put together a recap of our previous season to give you a taste of the dozen engaging conversations that we delivered over the past couple of months. Last season, we gave you a diverse group of inspirational and informative stories from golf industry innovators, ranging from golf entertainment technology solutions to women who are positively disrupting the golf industry. Over the next 20 minutes, I'll provide you with a quick bite from each episode that I hope piques your interest that you'll go back and listen to the ones that you liked most. Before we get started, I wanted to thank our sponsor partner, Golf Genius Software, for helping support the Mod Golf Podcast. Golf Genius powers tournament management at over 10,000 private clubs, public courses, resorts, golf associations and tours in over 60 countries. So if you're a golf professional or course operator who wants to save time, deliver exceptional golf experiences and generate more revenue, check them out online at www.golfgenius.com. We open season 13 with Jim Simpson, founder and chairman of On Course Foundation, who supports the recovery of wounded, injured and sick service personnel and veterans through golf. The Encourse Foundation's mission is to build confidence and self-belief in their members through golf skills and employment events, and set them on the path to meaningful full-time employment opportunities in the golf industry. So I was playing golf one day, and one of the chaps I was playing with, he asked me if I'd come and speak to some of his people. I thought it was a school to begin with, but it turned out he worked at Headley Court, which is the British Military Rehabilitation Centre, and that's in 2009, at the height of what was going on in Afghanistan. When I went in there and saw how many young people I saw, some with pretty horrendous injuries, I just thought I'm in a great position working in the game, being disabled myself. I had a chat with a few of them there and told them what had happened to me. And I saw a few of them looking back at me and it's almost like the penny drop, that there was something they could do now. And, And that's when I thought, well, if we could start a charity which teaches golf, on a long-term basis than the etiquette and the rule and the history with the idea of then getting them in some form of employment within the golf and related industries. If we could do that, that would be quite something. And that's where it all started. If you'd like to learn more about the impactful work Jim and the OnCourse Foundation takes on in both the US and the UK, visit their website at www.oncoursefoundationusa.org. Next up, Kat Ramirez, the founder of Golfing Buddy, joined me for episode two to share how to successfully self-fund a startup as a side hustle, as our community building app connects golfers to like-minded playing partners. They did not make me feel like I was part of this foursome. I felt like the outsider and I felt like I wasn't good enough. And it's bad enough that women already feel like they're not good enough as it is in the golf world but to throw that on top of it. And here's the thing, if you have one bad experience, you're never gonna go back. You're never gonna do it again. You're not. Why would you allow yourself to be a compromiser up against something like that? Because golf is a wonderful game and it's a great game to get to know people. That's why people go out on the golf course and do business. That's why people go on the golf course and get to know other people and spend four hours with that person. It's because they want to get to know them and really have a good time. Mm -hmm. 
not to be feeling like you're not good enough or someone's not going to talk to you because you're a female. So Golfing Buddy was created to empower people to find other people just like them to go play golf with so that they don't feel the anxiety. They don't feel the stress. They personally can go and cherry pick the people they want to play golf with and not be forced to be paired with someone. Kat created Golfing Buddy to help women, minorities, veterans, and juniors play more golf without feeling intimidated by being paired with people they don't feel comfortable with. To learn more, visit their website at www.golfing-buddy.com. There are so many offerings in the golf shoe market that it becomes very difficult to stand out in the crowd. On episode 3, Square's founder Bob Winskowitz took a cue from the design philosophy of the original Big Bertha driver to create a product whose form is the result of the function. In the case of Square's, the function is maximizing contact the shoe has with the ground before the golf swing. I think back when Ely Calloway created the Big Bertha and Karsten Solheim created the Ping Irons, they were seeking perimeter weighting, and perimeter weighting at the time was it. They went to work on a driver and an iron that had perimeter weighting, and when they got done, the club looked the way it did because that's the way perimeter weighting looked. It wasn't the other way around. They didn't worry about the fact that this Big Bertha was an oversized metal wood that looked like a snow shovel with no hosel, and it had this sound to it. And then the iron looked like something that an alien designed. It was so radical. But what they had was visual technology. They had something that was radically different, but they could back it up with performance. And they didn't worry about the looks. The looks were secondary to performance. You take that and then you match it up with that quote that I gave her from Booker T. Washington, mm. which is to do a common thing in an uncommon way. So when you mix those two things together, that's where squares came from. Do a common thing in an uncommon way is Bob's outlook on business and design that has helped shape his worldview to become the entrepreneur that he is today. On episode four, Twilight Golf Association's founder, Nick Conrad, joins us to share how partnering with a golf technology company was the right business decision to turbocharge his startup. And I quickly realized that golf is a, a great equalizer sport where many different people from different ages and skill levels can all coexist on the course at the same time. That no matter if you're a really skilled player or a new beginner player, that everyone's always working on something that has that common thread of improvement that we all kind of share. I thought it wasn't crazy to think that you could pull together lots of strangers and create a league out of it. That it didn't have to always be based on gender groups or senior groups, or these are for people that are of a certain skill level, which is how fragmented most leagues are. We have to have some sort of status that it really can work just like public golf. Who fills the tee sheet up on a normal day? If you can just organize those people that regularly fill up the tee sheet into organized games, that really would resonate. At the most fundamental level, what Twilight Golf is, is, is taking the folks that normally want to play during those hours and trying to structure it where there can be a reason to keep coming back. I was invited to attend the NGCOA Canada Conference in Vancouver, where I sat down with the mother-daughter duo of Leslie and Claire McMahon to learn about the world of owning and operating a golf course. Leslie also shared her experience as the first female president of the National Golf Course Owners Association Canada, and Claire talks about the challenges and opportunities for women in the golf industry. 
You sort of have that, I've got your back. That builds loyalty. Just a fun atmosphere. I mean, I love people. I love talking. I love hanging out with people <laughs> and asking them questions. That's why we're in industry. this industry. But I have always preached that we're in the entertainment business. Absolutely. And golf just happens to be the plate we serve it up on. That's it. Nicely put. So if you don't also have that feeling with your staff and make it fun, then they're not going to then ooze fun to your customers. If things kind of go sideways, we know what we're going to do. But the rest of the time, let's have some fun and sell some beer and sell some golf and bring joy into people. And especially with COVID, golf was a respite for people. We did get people back into the game that had left. We got new golfers in. And now we're in such a good position right now that the sky's the limit and we need to start really capitalizing on that. I want to see golf as a safer place for women mm -hmm. and a place where women feel that they are truly equals in this industry and it's not just a man's game anymore. As the owner and operator of Balmoral Golf Course in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, Leslie McMahon has broken the glass ceiling in the golf industry. Leslie's ability to empower and encourage women to pursue leadership roles has served as a role model for her daughter Claire as she starts her professional golf journey. Next up in Episode 6, Ryan Engel, founder and CEO of Golf Plus, joins us to share how his love for writing code and playing golf led to the creation of the golf industry's leading VR gaming platform. I spent a lot of time building out this putting physics model that felt very accurate. I ended up having a 3D model of hole 7 of Pebble Beach. I took Tiger's four putts from the US Open, set them up so the flag's in the same spot, his starting putt was in the same spot, so you're like, I'm gonna stand in the shoes of Tiger and hit his putts. And I took a handheld controller that weighs like a couple ounces, and I found a bike clamp and I clamped it to my putter. So now I'm holding my putter in VR. When I move my putter, I see the virtual putter moving nice. exactly the same. I got my virtual golf ball right there. The first putt I set up was a 20 footer, a little bit uphill, a little left to right break. And I hit that first putt and I put it six inches past the hole, just like burn the edge on the left. I was like, wow, that felt exactly like hitting a putt. That moment was like, okay, you know what? We're just gonna pivot 100% into VR. I called Ryan's episode Perseverance, Pivoting, and the Ability to Continually Adapt. Because after knowing him for over four years, where he started was on a completely different course than the one he is on now. For episode seven, I returned to the PGA show in Orlando and I was ready to record a podcast, but my guest no-showed on me. Not to worry, as I spotted a previous show guest, Lydia Davies, walking by and asked her to join me for a spontaneous chat about what's cool at the show. Minutes later, another previous guest jumps in to take this fun-filled conversation to the next level. I was supposed to start half an hour ago, and that guest was a no-show. not going to name him, not going to out but I was getting a little bit grumpy. And then who walks by hey. on the show floor but previous guest and friend of the show, Lydia Davies from Houston, Texas, who... I had on the show when we were talking just golf with teammates, which has expanded now into team mates. Awesome rock star entrepreneur. Love what you're doing. First time I met Lydia in person with this whole COVID thing. I don't know if anybody out there has heard of COVID. It's like, I feel like we're really good friends and it's the first time we're meeting in person. I want to give you another big hug, but Lydia Davies, welcome back to the Montel Podcast. Thank you so much, Colin. It's so fun that I just bumped into you. I was literally actually walking around looking for Colin. And then I saw him and I kind of double took and then I was like, oh, that's, that's him. There we are. In entrepreneurship, we talk about the role serendipity plays in the success of our ventures. You just need to authentically put yourself out there, be consistent, and good things will happen. 
This episode with teammates founder Lydia Davies and the golf sanctuary's Billy Brown is an example of serendipity at work. If I would have packed up and left in a bad mood after my booked guest bailed on me, rather than quickly looking for another opportunity at the PGA show, this energetic, informative, and spontaneous episode would never have happened. Next up, Ladies Executive Golf Society founder Jillian Foss joined me to share how she combines her entrepreneurial passion with a sense of purpose. My first job in Jacksonville was caddying at Sawgrass. And so every woman I would meet, they'd say, oh, I really want to learn how to golf. Yeah, but you're not going to go out on your own and practice putting. You would go out on a range if you have no idea what you're doing and no club. So figured I might as well start something for all levels. So whether you were a collegiate golfer or never touched a club before and really experience the magic that happens on a golf course in a female-friendly way. So of course I want more women out doing business on the golf course, but behind it all is that I was in sales and I was calling on all these larger organizations and found that there were hardly any female CEOs. I'm like, what can we do to continue to lift up women towards leadership? Because I think the world will be a better place, but my natural tendency is towards fun. So I'm like, well, why don't we try and do this and accomplish this mission, but have some fun while we're at it. Next on episode 9, I spoke with a dynamic individual who I met at the PGA show in Orlando. Jewel Love is a board member and advisor for Society 61 and the Society 61 Foundation, and she joined me to share how their apparel brand acts as a platform to support young, elite African-American golfers. We know this industry has to be updated, the culture of it. See, when you say you want to diversify then that means that you're willing to make changes that you've not ever thought of making. You're willing to think differently or open up your mind in different ways. And so we tend to be pretty straight at it and transparent. We're here to say, this is about the next generation of legends. And so we made a commitment to be in the game in that way, not half in it, but all the way in it. Society 61 is a clothing brand for golfers designed to honor the pioneers from the past who paved the way for the culturally diverse sport that golf is today. The company was named in homage to the important color barrier breaking year in golf, 1961. To learn more about Society 61 and to donate to their foundation, check out their website at www.society61.com. After experiencing Scott Stratton's inspirational keynote talk at the NCGOA Canada Conference in Vancouver, I sat down with the creator of Unmarketing to learn how the golf industry can flourish by embracing the virtues of authenticity, integrity, and community for an episode we called, You Don't Know What It's Like to Work For You. I always like to stack stereotypes in, in business. So what's a stereotype about these things? And how can we be sometimes the opposite of it, right? Is it snooty? Is it privileged? Is it elitist? Is it like, these are all the things that have been said about golf. Is it white? Is it male? All right, well, either look at that and either we can deny these stuff or we can say, okay, so how do we break through that? Well, we look at who we're hiring and we look at it in a way and say, how do we make the experience different? You're not going to change the course for the most part, or maybe you're going to change where the cup is next week. And it's going to be on placement three. I'm not talking about changes like that. I'm not talking about changing how high you mow the grass or how low it's going to be now. I'm talking about the human experience and mm -hmm. human centric. When you come to my golf course, when you walk into my pro shop, when you walk into the club and grab a bite on the turn, that we're going to be so freaking happy to see you. 
We're going to be so into you choosing our course over the 19,425 other ones. You're never going to look at another course again. And if you're not from here, or you're on a tournament, or you're at a conference, or you're at a wedding, you're going to say two things. One, how did I not come here before? And two, I need to come back here and play around. Scott Stratton is the creator of Unmarketing and is one of the leading speakers in the world when it comes to helping audiences embrace the age of disruption and look at business differently using the pillars of integrity, authenticity, and community. People often ask me, why did you decide to create the Mod Golf podcast in the first place? My response is that I wanted to genuinely connect with amazing, smart, interesting people in the golf, sport, entertainment, and business spaces to create a vibrant community around. Our episode 11 guest is an example of my why in action, as I met Brian Esposito through the Hype Sports Innovation event that he was speaking at. Brian shared not only a deep knowledge of sport tech and the entertainment industry, but he also projected a warmth and genuine desire to help all the entrepreneurs asking questions during that webinar. I asked Brian to join me on the Mod Golf podcast in the group chat, and he immediately said yes. So here is a soundbite from our fun and engaging conversation. I have a, a simple rule with what I've built. When they're my companies, it's my ass on the line, so they're my rules. But when they're other people's companies, like the great startups that I get to work with, it's their visions, their passions. I'm there to support them. I'm there to be a turnkey resource for whatever needs to be done, a utility player. So I know what they need because I needed it for most of my career and I, I didn't have it. So it's mm. very rewarding for me now to take all of my learning experiences and help guide these companies to success and be a complete soundboard and resource for them and keep it fun for them. At the end of the day, make sure they don't dilute themselves out of their own company, get off this BS, raise money, run out of money, raise money, run mm -hmm. out of money, hamster wheel, because you can't be half pregnant. You're either out there raising money or you're running your business. You can't do both at the same time. So I've been through hell and back. I made every mistake you can think of, and I'm honored and excited to share those experiences with the great companies that I get to work with. On our final season 13 episode, I again tapped into one of the golf industry founders that I met at the 2023 PGA show in Orlando. After hearing Swing Tweaks co-founder Steve Madden's entrepreneurial story over a couple of pints at Guinness, I just had to invite him on the show to share his experiences with you. My ex-girlfriend's dad invited me for a round. So I played a, a, an 18-hole round at Mountainside Golf Course out in Fairmont Hot Springs. And then I went and played the par three there, which has the massive holes. And I legitimately just got addicted that weekend. When I got back to Calgary, I played three or four rounds the next week. And then I joined a golf course for the remainder of the season. So I think I had eight or nine weeks of golf that season before the tundra here set in again. And I couldn't golf for the summer after. So that winter, I grinded the range here. And I think I think I had stall 107 in the corner of that range probably 60 times over the winter just hitting balls until my hands bleed just addicted and I think that happens to most golfers like once they feel that awesome shot or they get that you know really close approach or they smash that drive or they make a long putt it really just hits you that's the bug about it now I've just been an avid golfer for years and then I made a decision a few years ago that I wanted to make a lifestyle or a job that I could golf and do my own thing tech wise and I've had two apps now that revolve around golf. And so Swing Tweaks is the second one. Well, I hope that you're now inspired to go back and listen to a couple of full episodes based on what you just heard from our dozen season 13 guests. I have included the links to all these episodes in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you to find the ones that intrigue you the most. To make sure you get the alert when new episodes drop, please consider subscribing to the Mod Golf Podcast on either iTunes, Spotify, or on our homepage. 
To enter our latest Mod Golf giveaway contest, subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or our YouTube channel for a chance to win the golf products that I review. I want to again thank our generous sponsor partners, Golf Genius Software and British Columbia Golf. Without their continued support, I wouldn't be able to bring you these inspirational, impactful, and educational stories. I now need to get back to recording our next season of conversations with the influencers, entrepreneurs, and disruptors who are shaping the future of golf. I hope you'll join us for season 14 as we continue to explore how golf industry innovators are surviving and thriving during these turbulent times. Until then, I wish you an enjoyable golf season, whether you've been playing the game for years or just thinking about picking up a club for the first time. Thank you so much for listening in, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I'm Colin Weston. Bye for now.